Welcome to Problematic Women. I'm Jenny Maltabano, joined by The Daily Signal's Lauren Evans and The Federalist Bree Payton. Hi, guys. Hey. hey. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. We have a lot to unpack. First up, Melania Trump. Shocker. Well, something pretty extraordinary happened. Melania Trump's communications director, Stephanie Grisham, released a very fiery op-ed on CNN, by the way, through CNN, because a CNN reporter, contributor, not even the person on the Flotus beat, uh, released a statement uh, saying basically that Melania didn't know what it means to be first lady. At this point, you could tell Melania's office had had enough. So Stephanie Grisham just released the most pure, fiery um, statement. And what it did is it took apart the fake news narrative point by point and just broke down all of the things she's accomplished, all of the traditional duties she has done flawlessly, you could say. And I thought it was really powerful, especially after almost two years of this behavior from the mainstream media. What did you guys think? I definitely liked it. I like seeing a lot a lot more backbone coming from the East Wing um, because I think it is just I think that the coverage is a lot worse on her than her husband, actually, because whenever she does do something like, OK, when she flew, for example, to go visit hurricane victims, media focused on her high heels instead of what she was doing. Right. When she went to go visit kids, they focused on a jacket that she wore instead to kind of like troll them. And I really so, wish like that was the entire article. They just responded. And, you know, the jacket said, I really don't care. Do you? And I wish that was just the only thing in, that they wrote. <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. That would have made a statement. Sorry, Brie, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no. I think I think you're told, that would have been hilarious. Um, but I do like seeing, like, a stronger position coming from the East Wing just because, you know, it is ridiculous and everyone sees that it is. And sticking up for yourself and saying this, I mean, we're all thinking it, right? So I think that I just kind of like this posture. Well, and I think it made it really powerful that they have waited so long because I, I encourage everybody to read this op-ed because – the ex- number of examples that Stephanie was able to provide makes you realize how out of control the media has been, with most recently being the red Christmas trees of death that they've been <laughs> right. referred to. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I felt kind of bad for the people that actually put together those Christmas trees. Like, they probably, you know, thought that it looked really good and were, like, really proud it of their work. Good. I did see them in person. They do look better in person. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've heard from literally everyone who has seen the trees um, it's clear that they're cranberries, not something weird. Well, have you heard that now at all these White House receptions and holiday parties, people are breaking off little pieces as mementos because they oh, become so famous? Really? <laughs> so actually a Secret Service agent, when you know how they guide you through the tour, he was like, don't eat the berries. They're not edible. <laughs> they must have had some problems. People literally have been trying to eat them and they're styrofoam, so don't eat them. They look beautiful, but don't eat them. All right, next up, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, there's a lot when it comes to her that we can, you know, make fun of or critique, as you will, especially, you know, when it comes to policy. But I thought she had some really surprising wisdom. And I know our own Kelsey Harkness wrote a great piece on Bright about this. And it's about, you know, self-care and taking time for yourself. And at first, I think it's really easy to make fun of her for saying that. But we live and work in Washington, D.C. It's a wonderful place, but it is a super high pressure, you know, sort of this combustion that we live in and it's fast paced. So I think there was actually some really good points she made that everyone could benefit from. Yeah, I totally agree. She talks about how before she campaigned, you know, she'd do things like yoga four or five times a week. She'd make herself health, healthy meals. And Ginny, you're 100% right. And I think it goes outside D.C. Like, pe- Americans are busy. And a lot of people don't realize 
taking time to do things like yoga or taking time to make yourself a healthy meal, while it seems like you're almost wasting your time, it it does it helps you so much in the long run. And I mean, as someone who's lost sixty pounds this year, what 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 what? Yeah, no NBD. Um, you know, I found taking three hours on Sunday and making myself fresh meals, and that's my self self care time. Um, has just you know completely changed my life. So yeah, she's totally right. Um, you know, she kind of goes into like intersectionality and how yeah that was the part that I didn't like where she was like oh self-care is political because not everyone can afford face masks or something and it's like no No. like this isn't political like stop being ridiculous but I do agree with the overall point and I actually so I actually did a hit on Fox Business yesterday to talk about it and I'm not gonna say the name of the host but she was like railing against her and being like oh can you believe it she wants to take time off and her job hasn't even started and I'm like, what? Like, how is that the criticism, right? So anyway, I just kind of overall made the point that, listen, there are aspects of her that are really dangerous. The Green New Deal, I think that that would be dangerous to our country uh, because we can't afford to do it and it would reward bad actors. I think that Medicare for All is a danger pol- dangerous policy. I think that Abolish ICE, also dangerous, right? Those are the things that we should be hitting her on and attacking mm-hmm. her. If we're going after her for doing yoga or, like, posting her face masks on Instagram, like, what are we doing? You I know? Like, like her Instagram behind the scenes. I, I found it really entertaining and I refreshing. Like I think this is a trend we're going to see, too, with as more millennials become politicians. It's going to be like... Oh, I'm hashtag so honest, and they're gonna—they are gonna show a side of you of you know of them where it's them doing face masks or you know, oh my gosh, I I'm so busy, I'm eating a cheeseburger, things like that. I don't think they're actually gonna be more honest in real life. Yeah. I think they're still gonna do like shady backroom deals, but it's still you know that's gonna be the new thing. Like, look how real I am. Well, and I think she made a really interesting point when she said nowadays that we're all growing up, millennials are growing up, we have all this digital technology, it's really hard to just totally unplug. And that's a problem that people didn't have even 10 years ago. So self-care today, you know, if you're concerned about the financial aspect, it could be something as simple as putting up your phone or phones, going on a walk with your dog in the park and hanging out for an hour or two and just decompressing. Yeah, Yeah. I definitely agree. AOC, good job. Um, All right. Next up, this is a kind of disturbing piece. There was a New York state senator who tweeted, kill yourself at a GOP aide. Lauren, I know you found this story. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, "Okay, this is kind of a non-story. You know, yeah, everybody gets mad on Twitter. But then when I really looked into it, so this lady saw that this GOP um, Democrat, yeah, Democrat senator, he was illegally parked. He was yeah. using his, yeah, he was, like, using his parking badge, like, wrongly. Like, he was giving his parking permit to someone else, like, his special yeah. state senator parking permit, and she caught him and, like, narked on him yeah. on Twitter, and then he got upset and was like, kill yourself. Kill yourself. And then he deleted it a minute later, but she screenshotted it. But this was his, quote-unquote, um- apology. He said, my words were not proper to say, and I've apologized for that. But let's what understand what this is about. She should be spending her time getting her conference in line with the values of the people of the state of New York. I don't know why this is a temper issue. Did I touch her? Did I yell at her? Yell at her? It was a tweet. That's all it was. Had I said it to her in a hallway, would we have, be having this conversation? Probably not. So he couldn't just be like, oh, I'm sorry. This was my bad. I, you know, I shouldn't have tweeted that. It's just yeah. bad form. Yeah, it was like, no, like. She should feel bad for being a Republican. 
And and he kept berating her. It was like a series of tweets, too. Yeah. Well, it shows a tremendous lack of judgment on multiple fronts. You know, even if something isn't illegal per se, like, do you want someone with that kind of judgment representing you or, you know, no. with yeah. the impact on laws? Kill I yourself. don't think so. Yeah. Especially now, you know, with social media, we see this sensitivity with people who have these outcries on social media. Like, you know, Pete Davidson the other day. Um, I just think that's a, a touchy area. And even if you're joking, just best to avoid. Yeah, I definitely think don't tweet tweets like that. Yeah, don't tweet. Just kill don't yourself. Do it. Just really yeah. don't. Oh, man. And if this was a GOP senator in, in New York, you know, this would lead CNN like every hour. GOP oh, state 100%. senator. Oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. It would just be it's ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. Ultimately, it's good that he deleted the tweet. It's good that yeah. he issued an apology. I think that it should have been a more sincere apology <laughs> and that he probably shouldn't have subsequently berated her also yeah. on Twitter. Well, Lauren found another great story that I'm very excited to talk about. It's a little bit more fun. There was an ex-NASA engineer, and he kept having packages stolen, right? And so he, remember, ex-NASA. So he designed a glitter bomb for revenge on these thieves, and it's pretty incredible. You should all check out the video. Lauren, yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, he spent six months on this, like, package, and it looks like a, a Google Home speaker, so a very popular Christmas gift this year. And inside of it, it has... Um, like a little spinner so when you you take off the lid of the google home it spins around really fast and it sprays this really fine glitter and i think and fart spray oh and fart spray every fart spray every 30 seconds yeah that's supposed to like clear a room and all parents and i think most people know glitter once it gets in something it's in it forever yes and most people open the the package as soon as they got in their car um because inside the package, it had four cell phones. They got a 360-degree view of... So we had actual... The criminals pulling the lid off and getting sprayed with glitter. And then they would be like, oh, my gosh, what is this thing? And they'd throw it out the window of his car. So he did it, like, probably six or seven times and then gave it to his friends. So it was just kind of... I think it shows the American spirit, especially around Christmas, of this guy was so sick of stealing packages. He spent six months of his life... Just to kind of get back at these bad guys. Yeah, and it ultimately went viral, and he got a lot of more subscribers, yeah. I'm sure, from that on his YouTube page. Oh, this is YouTuber Mark Rober, by the way, if you want to go check out the video. It's hilarious. I laughed. Everyone at the Federalist laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. And it's I love it. He time. said, the moral of the story is just don't take other people's stuff. Um, it's pretty simple. Simple yeah. lesson. And also don't mess with an ex-NASA engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to get revenge on you with fart spray. Fart spray every 30 seconds. <laughs> well, we have an interesting little tidbit. Nevada became the first state recently with an overall female majority in the legislature. I don't know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, I believe our editor-in-chief, Rod Bluey, found this fact. It's something that I think more people should be talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Girl power. Okay, for our final story, there was a Kentucky radio station, and it played the very controversial song, Baby, It's Cold Outside, on repeat for hours, just purely defying all these critics who are just so upset that this song exists. What do you guys think? I think that this is a hilarious way to just tell everyone, you know, <laughs> stick yeah. it. You can stick it somewhere <laughs> that's not appropriate to say on a podcast. 
Um, and I think that, you know, it is really funny. I saw, um, do you guys follow Barstool Sports on Instagram? Yes. Okay, my boyfriend is like, he sends me their memes every single day. He'll, he'll like DM share me the, their memes. He follows like all of the ones from all the different colleges too. So I get mm -hmm. a lot of Barstool memes sent my way. <laughs> anyway, there was one where um, it was like a joke basically being like, oh, like a caller calling into a radio station. And the DJ is like, oh, sorry, we can't take that request. Like we're not allowed to play Baby It's Cold Outside. Instead, I'm going to play like Bodak Yellow or something like really explicit. <laughs> but like that's really where things are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like we, you and I were talking about this the other day where it's like I don't understand where the lines are of what's appropriate and what's not. Because everything is just extremely confusing right now, right? Like, Baby, It's Cold Outside, which is honestly a very innocent and innocuous song. That's taboo. But all these other really, you know, over-the-top, grotesque rap songs, which totally I listen fine. to and am a fan of, by the way, those are totally fine and aren't going to be a problem, right? Like, guys rapping about destroying different parts of women's bodies, that's completely fine. But, oh my gosh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Forget it. We yeah. can't do it. Eggnog is not allowed. Yeah, and even if you knew where that line was today, it would be totally different tomorrow. And, right. And you're right. The song was written back in, in like the, the 40s yeah. or 40s, something. Yeah. yeah. So we can't apply today's standards. Like, yes, if you don't know a man and he's insisting that you stay in his house and you want to leave in 2018, you should probably leave. Order I, an Uber. Yeah. Get just, out. Just get out of there. But this is it was a different time. And I just don't know why, like, we're applying 2018 yeah. standards to the song, and we're not just enjoying Christmas. Yeah. Well, also, it's, like, extremely obvious that she doesn't want to leave. That's, like, yeah. the whole point is that she doesn't and that she's making excuses and that standards were different back then, right? Yeah. Back then, it was really, like, a big scandal if you spent the night over at a guy's house or if you stayed, you know, out late and stuff like that. So, um, you know, she's trying to deal with the framework of like the 1940s, but also like weigh her desires against it. And so what you get is her pretending to object, but not really objecting. And also, Michael, as you know, this is what Michael, women our do. Producer. Michael, our producer, who's staring at us through the glass. This is what women do, right? You have a wife. You know how this works. Women want something, but they're going to say the opposite, but they're going to say it in a way where you can tell that they want the opposite. Not entirely sure I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, we I won't tell Kelly. <laughs> well, I also like too. They they played it for two hours straight, and they so listeners when you get bored, they play different versions of the song. Well, that's creative. Yeah. At least they did that. I mean, that takes some effort. I, I can't believe there's oh, like different people doing the different yeah. duets. Oh, doesn't Dean Martin do a version? Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I think he does. I think that's the main version. Yeah, yeah. but there's also the other version from I think. Like, there's different singers who sing it in the movie where it's originally mm. from. I don't know. So let us know what you think. Yes, please do. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Thanks for being on Problematic Women today, guys. Thank Thanks you. See you next time. Americans have almost entirely forgotten their history. That's right. And if we want to keep our republic, this needs to change. I'm Jarrett Stepman. And I'm Fred Lucas. We host The Right Side of History a podcast dedicated to restoring informed patriotism and busting the negative narratives about America's past. Hollywood, the media, and academia have failed a generation. We're here to set the record straight on the ideals and people who've made this country great. Subscribe to The Right Side of History on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher today.